The D and Davis Show. All right, D and Davis, the show. Uh, definitely got some sports topics. In COVID formation, as sports start to topics. trickle back in, uh, seems like everything's opening up in Substate MLB. Uh, but it seems like we may get some 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 winter sports as far as the NHL and their plan to have is it twenty four teams a twenty four team tournament? Yeah, I believe the NHL says yeah a twenty yeah twenty four teams. Uh, the NFL is in talks. I mean, the NBA is in talks. Uh, I did see that uh, the owner of the Dolphins said that they do plan they, that there will be a 2020 season in the NFL. Uh, so definitely we got to get into all of that. My name is Kenneth Davis, and you know my partner's name. His name is. D. Demond Spurl. What's happening, everybody? Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at D. And Davis Show. Once again, it's at D. And Davis Show. Facebook.com forward slash D. And Davis Show. Simply click on our bio link, and you can take and it takes you to everywhere. We are YouTube, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, just about everywhere, all right? Uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Demonds one D-E-M-O-N-Z-E-1. Ken is on Twitter and IG at That's Davis and is executive producer of the D and Davis show and everything that we do. Ryan Bukovsky, Ryan's on Twitter at Ryan B. Ski and Twitter at yeah, IG at Ryan B. Ski one. There you go. All right, guys, let's go up top. On the top, up top. All right. So uh tricky tricky. Major League uh MLB proposes to include pay cuts for the highest paid players. This is coming from ESPN. Uh, the long awaited plan, which was delivered to the union Tuesday afternoon, proposes that the higher the high salary players take significant reductions of what they would uh, be paid during the prospective season. Uh real quick, it's saying that those players under the new deals, players will receive slightly more than fifty percent of their agreed upon salary over the eighty two game season. Which I guess if you're only playing half the year. You get half the money? You get half the money. Even though I think you should give them a little bit. You should put, put, put some of the ones on top of them twos and give them a little bit. Just put the risk, risk, the risk, risk, risk factor. Risk factor. So where's the risk? The risk factor. Yeah. And the risk pay. And again, there may not be a lot of players, but there will be seven players that perhaps can ca- contract COVID-19 that it may affect them in arbitration moving forward in the future because they may have a lifelong debilitation due to the fact of being struck by you. We necessarily don't know. And we know that during any arbitration, any hindrance that you have is going to be brought up against you to lower the value of the net upcoming contract. I don't know why anyone would take that risk personally. Well, I don't understand why, because you need money and you got to pay for bills. You, some, some players, it's crazy. Paycheck to paycheck. Average Joe live paycheck to paycheck and some players do do that. Uh, but they can have other response, financial responsibilities that's there. But no, I agree with you, Ken. Just the simple factor of simple uh, the risk factor of doing this. We talked about this on a flip, uh, the last flip, how that nurse was 190 pounds, went into the hospital, didn't know he was in there for six weeks. He was in there. For, he was. He thought he was in there for one week. Ended up being in there six and lost 50 pounds. So we don't naturally we don't understand. And I'm saying we just, you know, say just humans, period, because of this virus, don't know how it affects everybody from, from point to point. Some people are long term. Long term, too. Some it's brand new. Yeah. Some people can be fine, have no symptoms. Some people have it. What Ken is talking about like, could be long term. Some people get over it. They just fine. They, you know what I'm saying? Everything is good. And then you have some people that's just like a dramatic change in their bodies or their health, and they're never the same again. So, listen, I mean, I'd be curious to see how many players, if any star players, not even simple fact of the financial part of it, but it's like, I don't want to take that risk. Like, if Mike Trout came out and said, like, I'm sorry, I don't want to take that risk. I don't want to play. Now, I'm sure his teammates might look at, might look at him like, man, come on, man. We, we, got, we out here. I wouldn't look win. at you any different. I'm not, I'm not saying, I yeah, mean, I agree with you, business. It's not yeah, my, it's business, not my business, business. The situation that we're in, I think somebody could, should be sympathetic to your uh to your point of view on it and your and your fear yeah so i'd be very curious to see if any stars just kind of turn around and say like aaron judge and you know all these guys like you know what i'm good let's wait until everything is fine then we'll start the season then that's going to be an internal strip uh a riff right there but it's curious uh first of all funny you say mike trout if I saw that, I wonder if baseball would be secretly planning his assassination with how much they're on about social media. Good and now Lord. he's not going to play. We got to get rid of our best player. He's ruining us. And we know Manfred doesn't think he does enough for the game. Yeah, right, exactly. That's as my far point. As he doesn't game. play when they come back. All right, flip but it. Bryce, ha- ha- right, uh, let's, see, let's see if, if Harper said, if he says it. But this is no, the reason. Right. In yeah. opening up, and I was talking about how slick the owners are, the owners are sudden lining the players up again to look like they're being greedy. Mm-hmm. And silly fans are going to take the bait. Silly fans are going to take the bait 
and be like, the players are wrong for doing this. Listen, I don't care if everybody else, if, if the seasons of the two winter sports teams, I mean, winter sports leagues as far as the NHL and the MLB, and they come back because, one, they, they were almost in the playoffs in the first place if they want to cap it off and finish it. Mm-hmm. But if you're sitting there and you're dissing uh, baseball players because they don't, they don't want to risk their life and or they don't feel like the amount of, of, of uh, profit that they can gain is, is equitable for them, you're wrong. And I don't understand as a grown-up how you can even view it. That's not my business with those people. What? I would say people showing up to capitals with guns. Of course, there's going to be a whole bunch of people. But, okay, but case in point. How, case how in do point. you not go out there and play baseball? Point. But that's why a flip and a half ago, when I asked you and I said it was going to be another spike, and you was like, I think it's going to be flares, but not another spike. And I said, do you know how dumb these mugs are out here oh, in these yeah, streets? Oh, yeah, they're dumb. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you had the tweet of the day. I said, it's probably a possibly another shutdown. It wasn't. It's not a possibility, motherfucker. It's oh, going to happen. And I told you, I said, they dumb. Said, and these so check out with this, you. the Mars One. Let me finish. Go to the Mars One, because this is going to turn this one flip. I wanted it to. Go to the Mars One. And you hey, watch this tweet. They still got to have that uh, cuss filter on, though. Right? <laughs> you watch this tweet. One guy says he doesn't wear a mask, and they're down there probably in Florida at a beach in Alabama. So one of these places are on the oh, coast. Yeah, 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 yeah. He says, I don't wear a mask because Trump doesn't wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And this other dude's like, oh, the family wears them, I don't wear them. Mm-hmm. And this lady, and she's trying to explain, dude's like, she's like, the wind's blowing. And he's like, you know you can mm-hmm. still catch it. She's, mm-hmm. She basically was like, ah, okay, whatever. Yeah, she don't care. All yeah, basically people. saying, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make my maker so way so I don't care. And yeah, that was a big part of it also. Mm-hmm. These people are, do, again, uh, we grew up idolizing Michael Jordan. I'm just giving you a case in point, all right? And I know I'm taking it all. I'm, I'm, I'm going left. And Michael Jordan came out, he was like, I ain't wearing no damn mask. You think I'm going to be like, like Mike? <laughs> 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 Hell no. We'll be flaming Mike ass. Dude, you a grown up. Should no grown up be like, I take my notes from that person right there. Listen, there are things that I gain and glean from that person, but if you can't make a well-educated uh, decision on your own with gathering as much information as possible and you deem information false because you don't like it, yeah. So getting all the way back to what, what we're talking about as far as these fans in MLB, and they did it the first time back before 98, when they came back in 98, when, uh, what was that, 95? When they had the strike, 94, 95? 95. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, 95. And they lined up. And this is the crazy part back then. We keep forgetting about that. They didn't have a strike that year in 95. That was a lockout. It's a lockout. Yeah. And people keep forgetting the difference between that. A strike is when you as a union feel that you're not getting enough of what you want and you walk out. Right. Right. A lockout is when your bosses lock the doors and say, until you come back to the table as, as what we want, you can't come to work and make any money. That was a lockout. But it's, it's viewed as the players were doing this and the owners are lining it. And the worst part is, and it goes back to what Ryan was talking about as far as assassinating Mike Trout. The owners killed. They, Which they was a joke. Yeah, they, but they, but the thing is, they constantly choke baseball from getting new viewers. Like they don't care about gaining viewership in baseball because you did. You wouldn't keep you wouldn't keep lining up your players who those. That's what we come to see. You wouldn't make sure that fans. Because listen, fans can hate owners. They're always gonna come back. Like if I was an owner, I'd be yeah, like, let yeah, them yeah. let them hate me. Like even when you used to see Jerry Cross come out, people used to boo him. I mean, I'm sure he didn't like it, but a part of it, he was like, whatever. You get you money. Yeah, well, just like Roger Goodell was when he was like, boo me, boo me. Roger Goodell's making all that money. He's like, yeah, y'all, you can view me as the villain. That's part of my role to be the foil for the owners or whatever. But go ahead, dude. Yeah, no, I was going to say, listen, the only thing with baseball is the simple fact of, I think their viewership or something like TV went up, but the gates went down. It's something like with that. So they're still making money. Like their their viewership on TV is doing well. It's just at the gate and not doing well. So I don't know if they're looking at one. They're looking at one. It's like, well, we're making all this TV money. Uh, who cares about the gate? I don't know how they're looking at this. It's, it's very, very odd. But to your point, they seem like to be one of the leads. It's kind of like we don't want to promote our young players. We don't want to be more cool. We don't want to be, you know, saying – a hipper version of what we once was. We, we don't want America. bat flips. Yeah, we were we were America's sport for like a hundred years, but now it's kind of like whatever. You know, it's 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 very it's very odd. So I don't know. I mean, they're getting money. It's not like they're not getting any money. They making money in in MLB. It's just nobody to go into the to the gates. But now we live in this pandemic. 
hell, nobody going to the gates. But if you put it on TV, they going to make that money. But, okay, so with what you just said, dude, this is what confuses me about these labor talks. You would think with all the price cuts and with the limited amount of staff that they're going to have on these game days that they're making money back, and with the TV deals and games being on, they would start making revenue. Mm -hmm. They're almost making it seem like if we can't have gates open, baseball season can't exist. And that just is like, what? Uh, How many teams are not going they still need the hey, listen, even though the gates are down, they still need that revenue as well to be profitable. It's kind of like if you open sure. a business, how many times we've seen it's like, okay, yeah, you can open up a business, but only 50% of people could come in. It's like I need 100% to stay, stay, to stay viable. So, I, I either if I'm even if you do want me to open up, I'm still losing money. So, I'm guessing to answer your question, Ryan, it's like I, they still need that money too. They still want the, the so many thousands, well, millions of people to trickle in. But it's just not, they're just not making as much money as they once was. So I guess everything is kind of like calculated to in and out. But I agree with you. It's confusing as hell. It's confusing. I just, merchandise is still going on. Like everything's yeah. still going on. I'm and all their DV, MLB digital deals, right now. everything's still going on. I, I guess if without concession and the gates, can't have an MLB season because they can't afford the contracts. I don't know. It just, yeah. it, that seems kind of hokey to me. They got you still money. got that. In, don't forget that internet money too. Man, right. they was gonna get that internet up. Apps, they were oh killing. They were gonna get that internet up, and they yeah. was like, "Whoa, this is making a lot too much money." Yeah, like they're still so like, "Come on!" And then listen, I'm, I'm, I again, I understand a pay reduction. See, this is a problem though when you think about it. And I, I made this mistake initially when I said uh, they were only gonna give the players fifty percent of their contracts. I wasn't necessarily thinking if they pay the players their full amount of money. If, let's just look at it if they can go by game by game. So some players, you know, like Kobe Bryant used to have it in his contract where he got like majority of his money at the beginning of the season or whatever. Like some players have contract structured in that way. Mm -hmm. But if they can have it where players are paid, I'll I'll, I'll bring some 80% of the value, if not 100. You're, they're already taking a 50% cut by not playing the entire season. Yeah. So on top of the fact that they're taking a halfway cut, you want to reduce the amount of salary that they can make in those 82 games to half of that. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Just let's listen. You, you, you negotiated the price point or the, you negotiate the salary of what they was going to have right now. Stop right there. If you really want to play, just go ahead, stop the way you negotiate and just go out there and play. If that's what you really want to do. Also based on if the conditions are fine in your state and, and things of that nature. So look, if I make, let's just say, um, 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 Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper, let's just say that uh, he made $26 million, $25 million this year, right? Mm -hmm. And you're going to sit there, and I, I'm only going to play half of the season. So out of that 25, I'm basically 12. making 12.5, right? And then you're going to tell me you only get half of that. Half of that. Dude, I may as well stay at the crib. Because I, might, I yeah. can just let the interest pile up. Why am I going to come there and risk that? Now, at least Bryce Harper already has his contract. What about players that are coming up for their contracts? And what if they get hurt when you they had, my, they had a spring training, stopped it. Now you're going to rush it back, right? Think about pitchers, right? There's everybody, but particularly pitchers. Mm -hmm. And then I risk moving forward on a big payday because I come back to take this little bit of money for this abbreviated season. And that's why I know you was ratting on me a little bit early, but this is why I keep saying, why do you even have a season? Why? Why? I know, but, paid, I, but 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 you gotta so open that economy up, but, looks but, like you got to have a salary cap in order to play sports during a pandemic. Good point, Ryan. Yeah, but they always talking about anti-socialism. That's the biggest socialism out there. All right, off the top, off top, off top. All right, um, NHL, the one major league. Uh, I see out, out of the top four, they have said we are back on the ice. All right. So they just opened up and said July 1st, I believe, was going to be the date. Um, they're going to have a 24-team playoffs. And what's cool about this in Chicago, the Blackhawks barely made it. They hit a number 12 seed. <laughs> so, All so, right. Yeah, they just barely made it. So uh, what's interesting, too, they're going to have uh, hub cities on a consideration. Now, this is now this is it's all um, hinged on the, the key word, if. And um, – uh, the commissioner Batman basically came out and said, "Like, listen, it all depends on the state of where we at right now in the country. Testing, the economies, well, not economies, but the wherever the uh, the teams are possibly going to play, all that's still being factored in if they can get this July first uh, 
date to, to start the playoff season. Uh, they get some hub seeds under consideration. Chicago's, Chicago is one. Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, St. Paul area, uh, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Vancouver. And the way the, the playoffs will start, the, the, the first four teams – the four teams in the top conference, they get a bye, right? But they got to play a round robin to kind of figure out exactly what seed they are. And then they're going to have, with the remaining teams, uh, a playoff. They're going to have a best uh, three out of five. So they put this out there. They laid it out there, right, guys? They laid it out said, this is what we're going to do. My question is, is this going to put pressure on the NBA to come up with something? Now, we talked about this before, before, before we started the show, how the NBA is having their stripes and Dame Lillard, Basically came out and say like, listen, we can't make a playoffs in in in, in our uh, case with a knife C. We like three and a half games out. Deuces, I'm not playing. So, what kind of pressure you all think this is going to put on the NBA to come up with something? I don't think it puts any enough pressure if that's what you're kind of implying because the NBA is um, more popular than hockey and will stay that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll definitely help hockey though because if there's if the NBA is not playing it's going to have more eyes gravitating towards it just because it's live action and it's the playoffs and stuff like that. So just like what the UFC has been trying to do during this time period. Uh, But this is a question I got though. Yeah. And I haven't had anybody say this. Uh, One thing that we've been, we we found out recently and these things change and this is talking about COVID-19 and the coronavirus is that perhaps we don't have to worry as much about the virus on surfaces. It's the bloom from your mouth that we have to worry about. Right. Yes. And also that it, cause it lives more, it needs moisture basically to survive. That's why on surface it's not as important. They're on ice. You trying to say the cold gonna kill the germs? No, I don't think the COVID dies from the ice. I know, but I, no. we're going with you're saying ice does kill, ice does kill germs. I'm really talking about the moisture is what I'm trying to say as far as uh-huh. if you have a player that's infected. I mean, they fall. Again, I'm naive to this. I'm, it just crossed my mind, so I'm putting it out there and to see if, you know, you guys think or whatever, if I'm just going bonkers or whatever. But I, I just wonder because, I mean, it's case in point, if, if, even the cap in the NBA, uh, a, a player falls on the floor. We know they always wipe the floors and up the floors. A player falls on the floor, even though it has to necessarily be from your mucous membranes. It's not just – it's not coming out your sweat. But I just wonder if a player falls on the, falls face first, lays on the ice, he's breathing, of course, and he's infected. Like, how, how, how what's the cleanup on I haven't heard about hockey, how they're going to handle situations like that. But to be honest, I haven't heard any, any sport detail how they're going to handle situations like that. I would think specifically with hockey, one thing that has a positive working for it is you wear so much padding and material that they're probably going to try to take advantage of that and maybe have the players switch uniforms every period since you have that mm. long delay. You can maybe get freshened up. But you do uh, play with gloves, stuff like that. Yeah, you play with yeah. gloves. Even with the gloves, you, you still can touch your face. Yeah, sure. And that's why I wonder if maybe they modify the helmets a little bit to put a mm. face mask type thing. Or do you I would say put it all the way down. Face mask type thing, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you can maybe do – I know the NFL is looking into helmets and they're talking with medical experts and trying to design something where the face mask would actually be a breathing mask and protect players in that sense and stop the spread of COVID. So I don't know if they can maybe do that. But when you look at, like, the NBA – you know, you can put on a face mask, but you're not wearing much. Like sweat is getting everywhere. But it's not sweat's not the problem. Sweat's not the pro- the issue. It, it, it's is not there, sweat. I it's guess, from your mucous membrane. So it's it's got to basically you can, you can this. Yeah, talk. If you can cover up that face, then I think yeah. you'd have a shot. Then in the NBA, I don't know I mean, how but, difficult that would be. Because that's you a have lot a lot of, of sweat going into the mask too. I don't know if that's the same issue with hockey. I'm thinking about uh, the cardio. I'm thinking about the cardio side of it though, Ryan. All that yeah. running you're I'm doing. Talking about the yeah. NFL, humidity. Yeah. I'm wondering sport. if they have any like any a sport. ventilator or something that they can put on there, modify see, it. I don't know. But think about this though. Athletes are are creatures of habit, right? So you tell them, okay, you're gonna be able to play with you're gonna be able to play, but you gotta wear this mask. Probably within a sport that doesn't wear anything like basketball, you basically have a naked, right? You yeah. had to wear you had to wear a mask or the NFL. Some players, you know, saying their helmets are different, you know, saying based on the position they play or whatever, whatever they like. You know, some visors, so no, none vi- no visors. NHL, we I just say like, hey, maybe they'll lower the shield instead of going up to the eyes. Maybe they'll lower it all the way down to the yeah. But they have to like get used to it. And then you're expecting these players to just hop right back into the leagues. It's like, oh, yeah, now we're going to playoffs, have playoffs, and the championship depends on this. That would be another reason. I'll be like, I'll be like with Dame Gillard. I'm not going back to that 
You know what I'm saying? It's like it's just too much going on. Especially so, when you're doing it on the fly. Yeah, yeah. Like it's you like, say, you're risking my, you my, yeah, a year, a year to get try to it. figure this out. But you're doing all this on the fly, and we still don't know the long term ramifications of this virus. Right. But D, I will say uh, to your point with basketball, because the other thing I'm thinking about with hockey, like you need a place where you got some rinks, right? Like you can't just have one rink. I wouldn't think like the good thing with Disney World is you can have a couple basketball courts you can get a few games going on at the same time or something like that. And you can, you know, maybe compact more games in or just the well, fact that it can work better with scheduling on TV and stuff like that. I haven't been here, although I've been past it. I'm guessing where the Blackhawks train next to the Advocate Center. I can't think of the name of their uh, practice facility. I'm guessing right. it's the size of an a NHL rink, right? Right. So who's so they probably got like two? They got two, and I wouldn't be shocked if most cities, uh, the hub cities that just ran out, they probably have at least two. So if you're able to rotate these, you say it was 24 teams, right? And I just named up what like eight, eight cities, eight or nine cities. Yeah. They might be able, they might be able to have two games going at the same time. No fans are going to be there. You can put cameras up and have anybody watch anything. So I would think maybe they could try to maybe they can do that and try to speed speed the process up. I don't know. This is not. I just came up the top of my head. I don't know. But I think the NBA they'll probably. I, I think that they're going to just. They've said it already. They're going to implement what they think is working with the other leagues, and I think that they're just they're waiting to see what teams come out with. And now that the NHL's come out with this, I think that they're going to start coming up with a more detailed plan of their own. Michelle Roberts, uh, NBA uh, union president, came out today and said that y'all need to figure out what y'all going to do and get these players, uh, give, give them an outline of what's going to take place if the season's going to open up and win. I just don't, I, it's just too many questions. We just said it right here. It's too much stuff going on the fly. I mean, you're trying to figure things out on the fly. Way too much. No organization Hell, not even too many families work like that. Oh, yeah, we're just going to go by the seat of our pants try to figure out what we're going to do day to day. Unless you're in dire straits. This is not dire straits. This is, this is sports. These guys are millionaires, if not billionaires. Yes, some do live check, paycheck to paycheck. That's understandable. The average Joe goes through that, too. But it's not a dire strike. This is, a, this is not like a must-have. I'm very curious. To, I'll just say that with baseball, I'm very curious to see if stars come back and say that they want to play based on what Ken was saying about the pay. The NBA, if they can't figure this, if they can't figure it out, will they come back and play? NHL is not that popular, so maybe they want to get back. But there's other, it's all based on ifs. So just the way I think in my life, if there's too many ifs, I'm not messing with it. I'll just wait till everything kind of settles down. That's just me, though. Dan Davis, the show, Ryan, what you got? My off top, off top, have, off the top. I have uh, the match this past Sunday with uh, Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning taking on Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson. Check out the books on football, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to win a Super Bowl. Man, ready to dominate. Shut your mouth, Chuck. Take a little of that medicine. Get your butt out of here. I haven't hit a good shot in eight holes, so I'd like to speak for a little bit. Everyone get comfortable at home. Yes. The floor is yours. The floor is yours. I believe it's the highest rated golf viewership ever for a TV really? uh, golfing tournament. Over a Masters? And Tiger? it beat out the last He wasn't bringing in football fans. Well. Oh, what's the last point you said, Ryan? It beat out the last dance. beat out the last dance as well. Really? Last dance, they got a highest of a 5.4, and this got a 5.7. Wow. So pretty good. And I I think it kind of makes sense because, you know, it's a one-time thing, like we talked about with the other sports, live events, so everybody's tuning in. Memorial Day, nothing's going on. But uh, it was a pro-am, basically. Yeah, basically. And it was really cool seeing how, uh, you know, these pro quarterbacks are getting taught by the golf pros and they have all the mics and all the cameras and everything. And it was great stuff. Like if you are a fan at all of golf, it was just great to hear these pros just go on. Well, Phil Mickelson, Tiger was pretty quiet the whole time, yeah, he but Phil talk was talking it up and uh, him and Tom Brady had some dramatic moments. It was pretty competitive. Basically Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning were a lot more, 
consistent throughout the day, especially Peyton Manning compared to Tom Brady. Tom Brady was all over the place, but he did <laughs> shut up Charles Barkley when Charles Barkley was talking some mad trash on him. That's when he hit this beautiful birdie putt, like uh, probably the best shot of the entire tournament, which went to Tom Brady. The other funny thing, too, uh, Justin Thomas, who's a golfer, he was uh, kind of like a sideline reporter analyst, <laughs> kind of okay. giving a breakdown. And uh, I remember when uh, this – so one of the analysts that's on the broadcast side, like next to the play-by-play man, he's giving color on what's happening in the golf shot, whatever. Charles is like, man, that ain't that impressive. That's like in the NBA. If a guy dunks, you're not going to go crazy if you know the guy can dunk. <laughs> and Justin Thomas was like, I'd like to see your fat-ass dunk right now. <laughs> and we, I was like, whoa. Okay. Enough. And then Charles was like uh, – Justin, that's bullying, and you'll <laughs> learn as you go along, kid, that you can't say whatever you want on TV or something like that. Oh, okay. that's great. So how was a uh, how the was a talk? Yeah, how was I was gonna say how was a banter between the guys out there playing? But you basically said Phil Mickelson, only one that was kind of chatty up. Yeah, yeah uh, Peyton Manning was kind of interesting talking, but see, the, a big problem that they had the mics kept going out due to the rain. So we didn't get as much mic and camera action as we wanted. And the broadcasters were talking to the players. Like, they could patch them in and talk to them. But at times, that was down due to the rain. And that was kind of the other funny part of the match. Uh, All around here, we're looking outside. It was beautiful all weekend. Down Mm -hmm. there, it was just a pouring mess. Mm -hmm. But overall, a lot of fun. Drew Brees and I think Sergio Garcia openly challenged uh, the winners. I think they should just do this as much as possible until sports come back. I think it's great. Yeah, might as well. You can go out there and play. I love golf, time. though. Don't you know that, that face wasn't for you. That face was for Sergio Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> it was for Serge. Sit down, Serge. Hey, Serge versus Tiger. Tiger can shut his ass up. Just, I think he did that his whole career, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. But now Serge, Serge needs to go, go get, a, get a bump and chill out. That'll be a microphone, though, though. And some Tiger, he had, some, he, had some nice, uh, he had some nice digs at Phil Mickelson, I must say. He yeah. should have. He his, should have. his few talking moments, it was pretty nice. So basically you say just kind of running back, you know what I'm saying, whoever wins had another set of pro Yeah, I mean, up, like challenge. when you saw it happening, like just how they're mic'd up, it's like it's an easy watch. And again, if you like golf at all, it's just like you have to watch that. That's a must-watch mm. thing. All right. So adding in another – pro-am like that and do uh you know drew Brees, sergio garcia just make a constant tournament of it i think it'd be great what about justin timberlake and sergio <laughs> you gotta have a quarterback d <laughs> yeah, you gotta I just, have a star. it's am i just saying i thought it was just a star i don't know no, does it have to be player, golfer was but does it have to be does it have that's to be why it was player? drew Brees and sergio because no. it was quarterback mix it up mix it golfer. up Come Mix on, they, there's a lot of real stars out there that you can get instead of the fake one. What about when somebody pulls in the ringer and Tony Romo? Yeah. I mean, he is how, fair, how fair is that? He's really Why good. aiming for C-list? D, let's go for A-list to start. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen, I was, I was just thinking about just stars in general if you really want to get people out there to kind of watch, but I guess it has to be sports related. Hey, get MJ out there with somebody. Ooh, We're good. Oh, I was thinking we, MJ that. just took up He doesn't whole, have the strength probably to try. whole month like of our, t- our time. Uh, real quick off top. Uh, oh, Miami Dolphins to open the draft through theater at the Hard Rock Stadium with some ESPN. Dolphins announced Tuesday they're launching an outdoor drive-in theater at the Hard Rock Stadium that will be used to show marquee games in team history, classic movies, uh, commencement ceremonies, concerts, and more. Oh, so you're going nice. to be able to drive your ride in there. I believe the Yankees are doing that too. On the grass? Yeah. Oh, hell no. no. Get them cars off my grass. What? <laughs> Where they go? What? So they gonna take the grass? I mean, if it's if it's a what's the name field, better lay something down. Well, you know what? They may have what's the they may have the what's the name field though, dude. What? <laughs> with the little the, ball, with the little uh, rubber balls in it or whatever. Because I mean, a lot of stadiums, a lot more oh, stadiums it have that. Does. It definitely. Yeah. It's so they, definitely it's not, you don't have to worry about it like that. It's filter. Yeah, it's filter. Still with no cars on my grass. Hey, they trying to get paid. Trying <laughs> to get grass, paid dude. however it's money is made. Bad boys for life. Go it's watch it here. <laughs> you see Ryan is... Get fake grass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Arizona, you can... I know they have it where they can pull... They can basically pull it away. Um, and yeah. They, they have all kind of stuff out there. Mm. But I didn't know what they have down in Miami. Maybe they have that too. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Hey, coming back with more D and Davis. Go ahead and touch on a little bit of Bears. All right? D and Davis. 
Yo, what up? It's your man Jay Illa, official Chicago Bears DJ, and you are listening to the D and Day the Show. Turn it up. D and Davis show. We are back. Um, little football news, especially with our Bears getting kind of percolated in the past couple of days. Uh, we want to touch on the Kevin White interview that was uh, by NBC Sports Chicago that was released today. But uh, Ken, you said a new ranking that came out with the Bears, and it's, is it PSI? You said PFI. PFI. Yeah, PFI. Yeah. I'm sorry, PFI. What were the Bears slated at? The Bears are ranked at number, give me... I thought you said 21. They're 21. They are 21, yeah. right? 21. The Bears are number 21. Just to give you guys a quick rundown. Uh, number one, of course, is Kansas City. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, uh, the 49ers, the Saints. Number five is the Cowboys. The Eagles are six. Let's let you know how biased to the NFC East this garbage is. I know. Yeah, like these teams are better than Seattle. Where is, uh, and, and, and where real, is ESPN real, located? Where is right. football and real, located? And real quick for everybody out there listening who don't know what PFI means, what does it stand for? PFI is um, – no, it's, it's FPI. FPI. It's FPI. I'm sorry. FPI. I apologize. FPI. Uh, I'm looking for what it stands for, but I can tell you what it consists of. It consists of last year's team, uh, what you did last year, your starting quarterback, your head coach. These are some of the things. Your starting quarterback, your backup quarterback, your head coach, and also having you had a coaching change with this upcoming season. Okay. And it's it's supposed uh, to take into consideration that. Okay. All right. I was trying to see. I believe it's football power index. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Football power index. Okay, cool. So, because they got Mike McCarthy, they fly up to number five on the FPI. Well, look at the talent thing. We already just said that the Dallas Cowboys have the talent. You have a a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Not quarterback. um, Coach. uh, Coach that comes there. I don't know they Aaron Rodgers won that. Aaron Rodgers won that Super Bowl. (laughs) And they have to play the Bears to get there. And Ted Thompson. They did. They did. Um, but this is the thing. Hey, look, hey, hey, that was a like, big struggle. This is this was my point though. All right, because I, I can agree with you that on paper, Dallas has more talent, mm-hmm. in particularly when it comes to at the um, quarterback position, mm-hmm. which is the most I, I would prefer Dak over Folds and Jabisky. Uh, uh, Jabisky. But the Bears finished eight and eight. Am I right? The Dallas finished eight and eight last year, or seven and nine. They finished eight and eight. That's what I thought. They had the same record in a worse division. Yeah. That division was garbage. And they lost to Trubisky and the Bears. So, yes. So, no. If you ask me, team, I think the Bears, the, we already know one thing, too, going into last year. We thought that Dallas defense was going to take another step. It took a step back. Yeah. That linebackers were exposed. Yeah. I thought they were going to have way better. defense is better. It's going to be better, one, through health. They're not going to have – chances are they're not going to have the same amount of injuries, and that's not adding to the – that you got rid of Litter Ford and put Quinn in – brought Robert Quinn in there, so you actually right. have another threat on the other side. And you took their guy. Took their guy. Yeah, yeah right. great point, Ron. So, yeah. no, I, I, and again, I'm not saying the Bears should be number five or six at all, but the facts that you – look, you have Dallas and Philadelphia over Seattle and Tampa. That's who precedes them right away, uh, uh, Seattle, I mean, uh, Seattle and Tampa. And by, by all means, those two teams, one, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers may be loaded more than, than either of those teams. But also, yeah. I mean, we already know Seattle's going to be good. They got a, a, a Hall of Fame quarterback, Russell. basically. That's what this is. So, it, come on, dog. Like, this is just great. One thing I want to say <laughs> with Dallas, so I will give them a little credit. They had a good draft and CeeDee Lamb. Like, that could be a big mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. How many times in the past have we talked about the Cowboys not utilizing their weapons properly? And how many times was that a problem with Mike McCarthy, McCarthy. in yeah. Green Bay? I'm yeah. not convinced that that's just something good. Like, I get it. Dallas, they have the talent. There's really no weak spot. If you want to nitpick, maybe Dak isn't good against good competition. Maybe. I don't think that's fully proven yet You could, if you want to nitpick. But if they run the ball, play good defense, just the problem is – it seems like they're missing something. Like last year in Thanksgiving, they got trounced by the Bills, and that's when they played the Bears the following week on Thursday. And everyone thought, oh, this is the get healthy game for the Cowboys. Right. They lose that game. That turns that Eagles second to last game into the for the division, basically. And mm-hmm. they blow that game against a bunch of backups for the most part. Carson Wentz just went off a little bit with some no-name guys, but big deal. Just the Cowboys never show up. So I don't know why – they're getting the benefit of the doubt at number five. I would put them a little bit lower than that, especially when we just said Seattle. Russell Wilson's going to get it done, baby. He does every year. He does it every year. Uh, well, let's see. 
Dak has been impressed. Uh, Dak Prescott has been in the playoffs what two times? Two times. I two times. And I, and listen, any kind of interjection, I think sometimes of a new philosophy and new coach, they gives you a little bit of energy. But the thing is, there have been no OTAs. No one has really, really been around anybody. They have, you know, what I'm saying we can't. We'd have we don't we haven't received any kind of reporting like, oh man, I don't know about this. This might not be all that hot. So you have now just people uh, speculating and just assuming what they can. So Ken's point talking about was very biased, but they're assuming what they think is going to happen. I think they're going to be a good team. I think I think the division. Well, I mean, the Giants suck. The uh, Washington isn't going to be anywhere this this year. You have the Cowboys are going to be there, and the Eagles. Mm, let's see. So they got to try. That was the, but look, that was the same that was the division last, year. last year. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But 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 I, I think based off of what we've seen this off season, I think they're one of the teams, at least in that division, probably took took at least a little bit of a step up. I'm not denying maybe, that. Maybe that's they got a new head know. coach who can't get in contact with his players and his quarterback right now is sitting out basically from any virtual. Exactly. So I'm just, that's my only thought. I, I mean, feel you. Hey, listen, I'm not trying to say you're wrong. Anything. It's by just, anything. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, I mean, you got them five in the Eagles. Six. That just lets you know how bad it is where it's just like, it's the, yeah, it's the, it's the NFC. So we got to put them out there. It's just like, yeah. come on, make it out of here. All real right, quick, so, real quick. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Uh, kind of with football, but not. But uh, Big Smith Man says he's uh, it says in court he's filing in court filing that he won't try to buy back the XFL. So some of the people that were going to try to bid for the XFL were saying that he was going to try to buy it back for pennies on a dollar. Uh, he's come out and said he's not going to put a bid in now. Uh, so hopefully he'll get as much money as possible. But he's not going to try to put a bid in and buy it back for a lot less money and not pay his debts. I think it, at least I mean I'm the, I'm a wrestling fan here, right? So. Watching Vince McMahon, although we've watched him over the years, whatever like that, he took a bite of this apple twice. Mm-hmm. The first time, he it, it. yeah, he yeah, the first time it just didn't succeed, right? It didn't work out. The second time, we don't think it would have went that far, but the circumstances of what happened, that's what killed it. Mm-hmm. He's seventy four years old. I don't know if he wants to kind of redo this again. Based also, he lost a hundred million dollars trying to get this back up. I'm sure he's take invest- it with you when you're gone. Yeah, very true, but I'm sure his investors, because he's all about that money. I'm sure his investors, or maybe some of his people in his internal circle, was like, dude, just just let it go. You need to focus on your brand here, which is the WWE. I don't. It, it was it was it was a report that came out said that a rumor was I should say report a rumor came out and said that WWE was potentially could be going to uh, going to be sold to ESPN and Fox. So they have uh, ESPN is in very a very tight relationship with the uh, with the WWE and Fox just bought the rights to SmackDown, which was like a lot of money. So if you can have and he could kind of so about to cash out, he about to cash out. He's seventy four years old. Listen, his 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 um his son in law, which is a wrestler, Triple H, his uh, daughter runs it. His son, I don't know what kind of title he has, but I know. He's probably working on being that uh, conglomerate to buy the XFL. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Dad, I bought the XFL. No, Um, you mean son, go buy it. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly. (laughs) Who knows? I mean, he got. They all got some bread, but um, but that was a that was a rumor that came out too. So I don't know. I mean, he could be positioning himself like, okay, I'm out. I don't know. Oliver Luck still riding around looking for Vince McMahon. Where my money at? Mother, you know my son ain't right. <laughs> Andrew Luck's probably like declining the phone calls, like here the voicemail. Son, this man, I must tell you. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, real quick, real quick. Stay on this, real quick. So, who or two part? Do you think someone should buy it and bring it back? Uh-huh. And who would be a good person to buy? I got the number one person. No, I got the number one person. Okay, Dana White. Why oh. Dana White? Because it's always been a circus. So it, it's, it's never been, referred it back to the original XFL. It was like Vince McMahon and it was, his, it was a circus. So, all right, because you know Dana White. Listen, Dana White's going to push that damn thing hard as hell. He going to have him out there playing right now. Football Island. Oh, it's bringing exactly, you exactly. and I, You and I can't be first started. Football Island. Right? Oh, my God. Football uh, on Mount Everest, where the Germans <laughs> can't live. Yeah. All right. You said Dana White. I Who think the think? NFL. 
I think they should get a spring league. I really do. Get a minor league system. Just keep growing the game. I don't care. Why? The NFL, why? The NFL, why? Why pay, why pay for it? Why pay for it? They brought you Marcus Robinson, Dean. We're gonna we're gonna talk jokes. about uh, Kevin White in a second. Yes, that's a perfect league for Kevin White. A perfect league altogether. If you had an NFL, hey, you still might have talent. Things haven't worked out for you injury wise. Blah blah blah. Come play in this league. If you show up enough, we're bumping you up, kid. I actually wrote a piece years ago on We Are Reading Radio talking about the NFL should have a um, yeah. A, I, uh, I've been I've been down with thing, that for a while. Why like am a lower, I gonna pay? League. Why am I gonna pay to rehab Kevin White's? career when I can no, do no, 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 no. I'm just saying, no, I, I'm not saying you in particular say, I, I'm saying the goal of it. Why do that when I got a funneling system that's free? Well, because I'm not going to spend that, money. In Kevin White's interview, which mm-hmm. we're going to talk about, he said he would play for free. Like, and he's just saying that like, Hey, I want to get back. And we got play for free. I bet right? he wouldn't. But how many guys no, at 27, 28 would come back for pennies on a dollar if they could still play in the league? But, but you know what? They try those guys, but run. Those guys can still get try out at the facilities. They could, but they. So have why, a am gonna, why am I going to? Why am I going to constantly showing off? That, that's a good point. But why? I'm, think about this. There are only. I wish we can go back and see how many players were drafted in the NFL from the XFL after this season. But let's just say it was ten. That's not enough reason for me to have teams out there spending money for – and I, my team might not be able to find one of these guys. So I, why, why when I can still and, just pluck fresh, cheap talent, still cheap talent out of the uh, college football? Here's another thing for that, Ken. What about cities that don't have professional teams or that's don't have one. that caliber? Of that's a good, that's a good you one. You can spread your spawn much wider here in America, or you can think about going internationally if you want to grow the game internationally. I get that net sucker. But, uh, but to your point, though, Ryan, I will say I think people are sheep when it comes to their particular favorite sport. And if you have the moniker of the NFL right. over something, people will probably give it a more – like, okay, I'm going to give it a closer eye. It's not, it's not Vince McMahon and WWE. This is the actual NFL. They know what they're doing. They might be able to do something like that that can't have a spring ball. I don't know how successful it would be. How many of those they, NFL Euro games are you watching? Oh, man, maybe about two. I think I saw JP. I think I got times. to four, maybe. I definitely saw Jared play a few I times. I saw Jared play a couple of times. <laughs> I got so to four. I got Jared Payton. So I'm just saying, so just because it has the moniker States, on it. If it's in the states, so you could put you could put some teams in Mississippi and Alabama and Utah. Utah you know what I'm saying? So like crazed parts of the country, they don't have football at all. Yeah, a, yeah, I mean, to me, you wouldn't spend top dollar on this at all. I get what you're saying, Ken. It's not really worth the cost. But if you could put it on and it would be somewhat okay and you could spend a small amount of money, I think it would pay off way more than anything – than ha- not having anything at all, I should say. Or, or I could not do it and keep reaping the benefits of these free college yeah. kids that I got in this funneling system that I don't have to pay for. But what about, but what about Ken? You talked about this last week, how mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the Power of Five and the NCAA, and we're looking, we're, we're going to see a change oh, when it comes what? to the N- uh, NCAA. I got, you, I, got your, I got your question right oh, there. Go ahead, go, go. So the Power Five, I, I'm going to tell you this. They're not going to separate and be like, you know what? You kids can be one and dones. Power five is going to be like, hell yeah, you got to stay here for three. Cause they're oh, gonna, I get that because yeah. football, you just have to do that. Gonna, but it's going to be a similar scenario. The only change that I could see is, and I don't even know because NFL Union would have to have some parts in this. Would they make it two years mandatory rather than three? But the Power Five wants to keep the status quo. They're just tired of the NCAA telling them what to do when the NCAA doesn't do anything. So it's like, you, I'm tired of you controlling me and I'm bringing all the money to the table. And also, too, we want to have a lot of rules going across the country where uh, amateur uh, athletes are going to be able to make money off their likeness. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a lot of different changes when it comes to the NCAA. You see what the NBA is doing with this traveling team. It's going to be siphoning off the top tier players going to college and it's just coming to them. You can't do that. You can't do that with the NFL, though. No, no, no. no. I'm saying, but to Ryan's point, yeah. I wonder if it would be able to have like a fear system if they wanted to, if they wanted to have it, they could. The question is, should they? Yeah, but, but the, the, the thing is, is too, with basketball, it's so much easier, one, because of height, but it's so much easier to, to, to know what a, who a prospect is. Since we've been kids, they've been, they've been like, that eighth grader right there, he's going to be great. And they will hit on that eighth grader. They will grader. hit on it, right. That, and football is, is too it's different. It's, it's too hard necessarily to, to uh, sit there and predict 
the trajectory of a player and how his career is going to be. So in basketball, it makes more sense to have when you already have a a, a CBA, I mean, the league, as far as uh, the, the G League. Yeah, it's easy to be like, all right, we already have the G League. Let's just make a special AAU team, basically. In football, you would basically be sitting there spending all this money on 60, 53-man rosters, coaches, stadiums to rent, and all right, to just get so many different players. And then how would you have this AAU team, quote unquote, and then would that AAU team be players that were high school players that didn't go to college? So like it, it, it could be a mixture of things. Only reason I'm putting that out. On, on, on the on the practice squad that's not getting burned. You yeah. can put down there, uh, uh, college players that didn't make it. Uh, didn't Only reason I'm pointing out is this: the age range. Mm-hmm. So let's just say if you had like you have grown men playing in the G League, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to have these high school players. And yeah, there's going to be tricks to the trade. Some of these grown men are going to be stronger than some of these kids. But these kids' superior talent is going to overshine in a lot yeah. of ways. You can hoop at any age. Right? Exactly. That's not the same with football. Oh yeah, right? no doubt. Because no, no, no. them little ATL offensive linemen are going to get their teeth knocked back. Yeah, <laughs> basically, you know, and so it's it's one of those things where it, it just football doesn't lend itself the same way that basketball does to try to do something like that, in my opinion. And yeah, I agree with that, Ken. I think to me, it doesn't really make a lot of sense if you're having kids go past college because the NFL doesn't even want to break that that strain because college before didn't need the NFL for its players, and they helped the NFL out, and then when the NFL became bigger. That's when they helped uh, NCAA College football stay yeah, yes, by keeping this draft and not switching it going to eighteen year olds. To me, I would see this league more so ex players or players that have missed out. Like, how many Bears players did they sign this year that were done with their four year rookie contracts and nobody picked them Pick up again? That's where I see the league. Okay. Where it's at twenty five to thirty. Not even the older players, but maybe if you want to have some kind of entertainment, I don't know, like seeing Nick Foles go sea circuit or something when he's done with the bears, but more so a developmental league for maybe ex players like Raheem Morstead that had something to give, but wasn't in the right position, one thing or another, and now can showcase it week in and week out versus just relying on video that they're sending into the training facility or a tryout. I hope, you know what? I, I'd be interested to see who does buy them. If, 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 if someone wants to try to compete with the, uh, against the NFL, all right, the next one we had was uh, Kevin White uh, made an appearance on NBC Sports Talks, uh, NBC Sports Talk Chicago. Not Talk Chicago, but just NBC Sports Chicago, right? There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, in the podcast. Under, yeah, in the podcast, yeah, under the under the under center. Uh, under the center. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, but basically, Kevin White came out and kind of laid everything out about his time here in Chicago, his time outside of Chicago, how he really wants to play for the fans. Ryan, as Ryan said before, he uh, he did mention that he's he'll come back and play for free. Uh, I just wish I could have gave City of Chicago the talent that they drafted. You know what I mean? Or or you know, that's why I was fighting so hard fourth year because it's like I got to show the fans. Like if I could at least show the fans, Chicago, don't pay me, pay me zero dollars. But I have to. Show, I want. I need to show the fans. I have to. I have to. Like it's, I, I like I. I need to. I, I felt like that would have made me happy, and I've been like, okay, at least I gave him one year. You know what I mean? Um, but I'll play this game for free. I just and honestly, I still want to show Chicago fans. Like it's like got to Arizona. All I'm thinking about is Chicago. Like I, mm-hmm. that's home. You know what I mean? That'll forever be home, whether fans or organization like it or not. Like I, I, I want to show the city of Chicago. Like damn this guy is it or like, holy crap. Like this dude fought injury after injury. And now he's, cause I want to show Chicago to be honest. I mean, not, not organization necessarily. Like, you know, that's business stuff, but I'm Ryan Pace and Foxy. I do. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but, but definitely the fans. Um, I do. Cause I feel like they deserve it. And there's a lot of good people in Chicago, a lot of good people in the organization and they deserve to see like, you know, Kevin White, but the interview, at least my my the way I took what I took from it, it it was kind of not, not sad, but it was kind of like, damn, this guy believes so much in himself. What you have to do to get to that level, but his body just basically betrayed him. But mentally, he's like, I still got it. I still got it. I still got it. But we've now seen it in two different spots, not just here in Chicago, who's the number seven overall pick. My Ryan, Ryan, Fate, Ryan Pace first pick. His body filled here. No fault of his own. His body filled here. They released him. Then he went down to Arizona. The same thing happened. And he was released there. Very cutthroat, but 
it's professional football. Everything is kind of, is, is basically cutthroat. But for him to still mentally think that, man, I know I could play. I want to show. I want to show the fans. I want to get a. I want to get a Bears something to feel good about. I want to give. You know, what I'm saying my fans something to feel good about. It's kind of like. It's I like my, it example. might be over. <laughs> I like this example. I want to go to Green Bay to show the Chicago fans. Like, yeah, okay, that's a show. It's too good right. Green Bay. <laughs> right, right. It's kind of like, and, and he even said it though. He even said it. He said himself in his po- in a podcast. I have plenty of friends tell me you got the money. Why you still want to play? I understand that warrior mentality. I understand that competitive mentality that you want to keep on playing. But bro, it's been two different spots. Your body hasn't been able to hold up. He, if he was still in the league, he'd be what? This is what he like his sixth year in the league, sixth yeah. seventh yeah. year in the league. Yeah, he yeah. was let go after his fourth year, fourth one year, year well, year not five. one year in Arizona. Yeah, but. yeah. Six, it's, it would it's be six, a six, six year, right? Yeah, that should something should be telling you like, no. hey man, my body can't, my body can't. No, he got to keep but trying, he's still, bro. He's still trying. He got to try gonna, at least gonna, another three seasons, man. I'm not gonna try. I agree with you, Ken. I'm not gonna knock yeah. him for trying. Only thing I'm saying is. We've seen it with our own eyes, and we've seen your body fail you in two different locations, or two different spots. It's crazy to hear somebody say, I still got it, I still got it, I still got it, and everybody looking like, bro, I don't think you got it. My only thing, my caveat would be this. Why, if I was him, I wouldn't quit. Uh, we've seen players like Sam Bowie uh, go to the Nets, end up with the Lakers. <laughs> Sam Bowie, he was drafted ahead of Michael Jordan by the Portland Trailblazers. Number two. Um, and his body betrayed him in Kentucky. It betrayed him in the league. But he was actually able, at one part of his career, to to to, to be stable enough mm-hmm. to go out and be a, a, a decent NBA yeah, backup back yeah. center. All right. Yeah. Look at Derrick Rose. Now it happened three or four years in, but for a period of time, it was like Derrick Rose was never going to be sustainably uh, uh, healthy. Right. Right now he is. So we have seen where players that we thought were, dude, he is way too injury prone, have hit, hit a certain level where they were able to be healthy enough to be out there making the play majority of the games. Uh, being a seventh pick, he got a, he got a decent amount of change. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not patting his pockets, but I'm sure, and I'm just saying financially, one, you want to prove yourself. You know, you want to prove naysayers he wrong. That, he said that multiple times, yes. I mean, you talking about a kid that was a Juco kid mm-hmm. that went to West Virginia. So, and I, I think the thing was, the story, didn't yes. he like miss a sign-in date or something? Like he got there late. He didn't do, like, he didn't do something. He didn't something. play any high school football. He didn't, he didn't start playing until like right? a senior year. But no, I'm talking yeah. about the Juco thing. I think he signed, like he, he didn't sign when he was supposed to sign. I don't know if it was with the college or with the Juco, but I believe this is what happened. So anyway, you, you had a, someone who's persevered enough to make it to that level and, and to explode after, like he said on there, his junior year was middling. And then the senior year, it's Damari Cooper's same season down in Alabama. Alabama was a school that he exploded on uh, on their, their schedule that year. He got something to prove. It's not that's his competitive energy. I mean, I know Ryan, you said that uh, you felt it had a little bit of PR to it. And of course, it does. So he, he wants people to know he's back out there. He's aiming directly sure. at the city where he was viewed as being a bust. Which I said, I don't view him as a bust. I don't view people who body uh, betrayed them as a bust. I don't view Greg Oden as a bust, all right? Because if Greg Oden wasn't hurt, Greg Oden was going to do – he's going to be a great defensive yeah. center in the NBA, all right? At worst. Yeah, at worst. That's my point. That's exactly what I was trying to infer, Ryan. At worst, he was going to be just a great defensive center, but he would have been even a good offensive player adding to that or, or whatever. So when it, when it comes to me, when I, look, I view bus, I view them as you were given the opportunity and you just failed at the opportunity. But if it's because you're given the opportunity and your body never held up, then like even at that, we go back to that draft. Uh, we were upset, uh, one, that they took a receiver, but also it's because we found out like right after they took him, like his femur was broken. They had to put like a rod in there or something, right? Mm-hmm. And it was it like, was wait. It's uh, shin and it was like, wait, did you guys know this? Like, who's on the training staff? And as he said in that, shout out to Tony Gill and NBC Sports Chicago, NBC Five, NBC Five Sports Chicago, not NBC Sports Chicago, I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, is he even as he said in there? I didn't have any injuries in college, so it didn't mean somehow how upset we were at the Bears at that time. If he didn't, if he honestly didn't have injuries in college, and this happened, it, sometimes stuff like this happens. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? It's, it's life. Yeah, yeah. So Ryan, that's I mean that's my thoughts. Yeah, Ryan, what you think about anything? Yeah, I, I liked. I thought he was being very real. I thought he was trying to give a really honest answer to everything, which I really appreciated. Um, 
I was wondering how much he was embellishing, though, a little bit, because one thing that kept striking me is he kept saying how that fourth year with the Bears, it was on. Like, mm-hmm. he was killing it. Yeah. Uh, nobody, none of the fans saw it because it was all in practice, OTAs, all that stuff. But basically, Nagy had said, or the Bears had said, not actually saying to him, but we're paying other guys, you're on the bench. And really, as a seventh round pick or seventh pick overall, he's making money. But he, since they declined that fifth year option, that's where the money really kicks in in those mm-hmm. rookie contracts. So he got paid somewhat, but not the big payday of that particular contract. So he was saying how dejected he felt, and then he went to Arizona. That's where, again, he said he was just absolutely killing it, and you can ask anybody. But And that's when the receivers coach down there told him, save it for the regular season because he had a hamstring injury. Lo and behold, cut day comes. They cut Kevin White, and they tell him the reasoning is because he hasn't been healthy and he hasn't been able to participate. And then he wraps it up by saying he had the trial with the Lions, and where, again, he was absolutely killing it through the first half of the workout. But then he started limping toward the second half, and that's where the Lions were like, hey, you're not right yet. We can't take you. We want old Kevin White if we're going to take you. Right. So it sounds like even though we haven't seen it, he has made some strides as a big-time receiver. And I was wondering, you know, is there really nobody in the league that wants because he's still in contact with a lot of people in the league. There's nobody that wants to take a shot at a guy that's like six five and can run so Man, fast. You can, you can find dudes like that. It's a lot of those Kevin White guys out there. Not the, without size. the injury, not the injuries. I think he's more what? like six three, though, Ryan. No, he's six but five. He he's a big guy, no, big receiver was, with speed. He was not six five, guys. No, no, he was not six three. Yeah, and he also too. How about this? He's twenty seven years old. Yeah. So yeah, he's not old, but you have all these injuries on somebody twenty seven. He's talking about playing football, and the longest the average uh, career in the NFL is four years, three or four years. Mm-hmm. I can find me some other dudes that's like that, that's out there fast, who can run or possibly catch. I don't need to waste my time on Kevin White. But and the he, way and he, and it's another he's, thing. He's injury prone. Go ahead, go Ryan, ahead. Ryan. Just real quick. This is another thing. You're taking up a roster spot that you may spend on someone who's already proven that they can't stay healthy. So why take up sure. a roster spot and use it on that guy when you can use it on someone that you know will be there, even though this guy has a lot of potential, but he hasn't really risen to it, to it yet. But another guard or tackle. Through Kevin White's words, because D, you heard him saying this, right? Like he says to a man, you ask anybody, there wasn't anybody on the field with the Bears besides Allen Robinson that was better than him. Yeah. He said besides Larry Fitzgerald, there was nobody better than him on the Cardinals. And he said all the guys he was trying out with in Detroit, he was much better than all of them. In his own words, he had a sizable gap. And I'm just wondering if that's – do you think that's reality or do you think that's him kind of embellishing a little bit? See, that goes back to my point. Bruh, we see you not being able to stand up straight and play. You always hurt. It, it, it might then the field might not be your deal. You might not be able to play. So and now you're telling us like, oh man, I was better than all them dudes out there. How many cats have we've heard talking about man back in my day, man? I right. burn you all. It's like, bro, I know somebody who played ball with you. Yeah, you was all right. You know what I'm saying? But you had, but you sometimes you. Hey, listen, that's that's the kid's point. Keep trying. If this is your dream and this is your goal, no one's telling him to stop trying. Only thing I'm saying is, uh, you might be doing this for nothing. But well, it may not be for nothing if it's what he wants to do. Even listen, Kevin White did something. Kevin White was at least great enough at something to get drafted into a league. Absolutely. All right, that where you can't just walk up in this uh, and just join, get into this league. None of us can do it. Yeah, none of us can do it, right? Can he even said that? How many people can say they're seventh overall? Right. Yeah. Right. 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 So I mean, he he definitely now he didn't reach the pinnacle of that now that next level, but he made it to the next level. Like sometimes, and I know, especially if you you're, you're sitting there and you're trying to be dogmatic about something. But sometimes you just have to accept that you've given it your best try. Now, I'm not telling him to stop. Right. Continue to search for your dreams. But if you don't reach them, dude, you, you, listen, you still got a long life. Uh, your talent uh, uh, hopefully has enough money that's still a generationally a generational wealth to where maybe your grandkids can still benefit from the, the what you put your body through. Man, you listen. Sometimes, like we, one thing I was thinking about with this, People spend so much time talking about other people's lives, especially people that are in the public, that have not done anything, 
right? Like spend so, judging them and just and again, we've done it here. I'm not we're, I'm not absolving us of it at all. But sometimes you also got to realize like that's that person's life and let them go on with their journey. Hey, how about mm-hmm. this? This is typically you see the uh, cast like this. They, you know, saying bodies might give up on them, whatever kind of circumstances might happen uh, in their life. They stop playing whatever ball they're playing, whatever profession, whatever. They become coaches. They become mm-hmm. mentors. They become, they go back and they do something else. He so, may get a show. He may get a, do a, some type of sports show. Yeah, he might be, yeah, he was, he was very good, you know what I'm saying, during the interview. You know what I'm saying? Might be, somebody might be like, you know what, man? You know, why don't you come on in and talk some football with us? You know what I'm saying? Right. That could possibly happen. So... I mean, there's a lot of different layers to it, and it's, it's, it's different layers to it, and it has different levels. So, listen, like I said before, I hope he goes out there and keeps trying to pursue his dream. But, man, I don't know, bro. You three spots? I, I forgot I forgot to be Detroit. Three spots? I don't know, man. And it just seems like each time it's the same thing. I mean, he just cannot stay healthy. And- Can't stay healthy. I don't know if because at first it was bones. Now it's been soft tissue. Like mm-hmm. yeah, he did mention you're right, soft Ken, tissue. Yeah, sometimes guys figure it out and they can just find a level of healthiness. Mm-hmm. I don't. And he's talked about how much struggle it's been mentally dealing with all this rehabilitation. Uh, I don't know. It's got to be super tough. He's facing such an uphill battle. Uh, certainly, it'd be cool to see him pay off, but at the same time, too, it won't be with the Bears. So. Dude, how many people – I've come across so many people, even online, when this happened, when he almost caught that Hail Mary pass against New England. Yeah, he talked and, about that. And he talked about that. And everybody, a lot of people was like, damn, even though, the, okay, the Bears would have lost that game, it would have been great for him to be able yeah. to just have that, like, oh, man, we had this play. You know what I'm saying? Your career didn't pin out the way a lot of fans wanted to, or even you didn't want to, or the organization didn't want to. But that would have been a cool moment just for you. So I think a lot of people, in a sense, are kind of rooting for him. Yeah, I root for him. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, you, it's you, not you, his fault Ryan Pace drafted him. It's, exactly. You better take that money and be, and be grateful. That you weren't picked at. You know what I'm saying? You worked your ass off to get to go from a Juco, not playing high school ball, to a Juco, to the number seven overall pick. How many people mm-hmm. have that story? That's mm-hmm. an unbelievable story. It's also kind of sucks that his body won't hold up. Real quick, okay. So a uh, report came out from Joe Colley, veteran, report, veteran uh, basketball reporter here in Chicago on the Bulls. Uh, for the Sun-Times. Right, for the Sun-Times. Uh, he sent out a kind of a cryptic tweet a couple of days ago talking about, hey, everybody check out June 30th. Uh, something big is going to happen in a sense. And now it's been reported that basically the Bulls are going to let uh, Jim Boylan, the head coach right now, basically let him go at the end of end of the season. Um, so, but I, I don't think it's anything shocking. Any organization that goes through a change at the top, the very top, or just, you know, say in the front office, they typically want a person in there that's their guy. So, uh, AK. And his and his front office, I'm sure, probably been thinking or talking to Jim Boylan. Maybe not even talking to him. Like, listen, man, it ain't working here. Your players have basically almost had a mutiny before. Probably wanted to punch you in the face. So we're going to go ahead and relieve you of your duties. So he it's like, not- they ain't going to punch me. <laughs> Where's my guy, Tony? Uh-huh. Uh, Tone. So, yeah, t- what's up, Tone? So uh, I'm not shocked by this at all. The question is, once this happens and we don't know the situation of the NBA right now, uh, who's going to be that next person? Who's going to be that next man or possibly woman? I thought we, I think we do branch. know, and it's going to be uh, Adrian Griffin. Uh, you, think be, you think it'll be the Hulk? It's going to be the Hulk. Okay, all He'll right. Come back full circle and haunt me one more time. Um, <laughs> listen, oh, he gonna Hulk you? I told you. Listen, I the second time he came <laughs> to the Bulls, right? Second time he came for the Bulls, uh, the Bulls had made a trade. Uh, forgot who they traded, but they got J.R. Smith. They didn't let J.R. Smith tie, lace oh, up his sneakers. Was he in Denver? They sent him to Denver. They sent him to Denver. This oh. is how he ended up in Denver. Oh. They sent him to Denver. All right, because he was with he was uh he was um he's either Hornets, but the Pelican Hornets. He was down there. They sent him to Denver, and they brought us back Adrian Griffin. So I, right there, I was agitated because the, the Bulls sucked, and I'm like, it's a young athletic. And now I, I kind of like J.R. Smith since the McDonald's All Star game. All right, and then and he was right was the him, uh, Adrian Griffin and Ben Wallace on the suspension or fine penalty of Joe Kim Noah, who was messing up. Mm-hmm. And the coach, I don't know if it was Ron Adams, who was the coach at the time, or if it was the other Jim Boylan. Mm-hmm. Um, not this one. Uh, but they felt the coach was too lenient on Joe Kim, and they went back. And they actually helped Joe. Because I thought Joe had at least two to three more mess-ups before he got his act together. Mm-hmm. Kind of got it right. 
quote unquote thin. Um, it's like you said, D. Usually, when you have a, new, a regime change, you get rid of the head coach. But it'd be different if the head coach has been successful. Right. Then they're all right. Let me see if I can work with this guy because at least I already know that I have something in this 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 coach. There's no reason for me to go out looking for, it, especially if it's a great coach. This is a coach that hasn't succeeded, even though he's pointed the blame on this is what management wanted me to do. This was what I was tasked with doing. This is what I did. All right. Well, you know what? Too bad. Uh, it's time to go. You need someone that's going to be in, in lockstep with artist Karnasovis and uh, Mark Eversley uh, moving forward. Right. Yeah, uh, the shocking part to me with this story is why the Reinsdorf and everybody at that level really like this dude. Do you guys know Jim Boylan's win percentage? Oh, God. It's 317. He trails Tim Floyd in what was supposed to be a playoff year. They were aiming for the playoffs. No, y'all don't believe that. They believed their roster was playoff worthy. (laughs) And he didn't do anything. It's because they don't want to pay another guy to not be coaching. Yeah. Yeah. But come on. That's the, like, listen, I feel you. Just, I feel you. Listen, how you much you're think, paying this dude? But whoa, don't, don't look at how much you're paying him. Think about how much you're paying uh, Carnes Sovis, Mark Eversley, uh, and all the new front office and they're, they're yes. building out. So, you know, the Rondorfs are looking at how they can get some of that money back, back. to yeah. a certain degree. And moving out this coach was like, all right, we already got him. We extended him this year anyway. You know, they're going to try to keep some of that money. All right. Hey, thanks for hopping on with us and checking us out. The Dean Davis show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and IG at Dean Davis at Demons one at that's Davis at Ryan B ski and Ryan B ski one. Be ready for Dean Davis to flip. Uh, look, send us some topics. Yeah. Uh, we always appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us. Please be safe during this period and don't do anything crazy before you hear from us again. Keep your hands to yourself.